Welcome back to the new Creative Age podcast. Today, I'll be talking to a blogger and podcaster, Black Man the Traveller. He spent his childhood in East London areas known for problems with knife crime and poverty. After meeting his partner in 2014, he decided to leave the London streets and start traveling. That moment completely changed his perspective on life. Black Man the Traveller, welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome to the show. And you came to the studio with Kaya, with your agent, friend, yeah, cousin, yeah. collaborator. Yeah, that's uh, right. Welcome to the studio, Kaya. Thank you for having us. It's much appreciated. So t- uh, let's start with your um, yeah. uh, the travel blog. Okay. How did the idea, uh, how did you come up with the idea? Yeah. When was that? Yeah. Uh, and why the blog? Okay. Um, so basically the way Blackman the Traveller started, um, like you said in your introduction, um, I was going through certain issues in my life. You know, I was facing through certain elements in my life when you're young. And then I moved to Australia in 2017. Um, I met my partner in 2014 in Miami. And then we decided to go to Australia for two years. And then within the two years in Australia, um, I was trying to find myself in life. So I done, I lived in a farm for six months with the mm. Aboriginals in the outback. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was picking watermelons. Um, I've killed snakes. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It was, I, was, I was living the backpacking life. I was living in shared hostels with like 15 people in a room. Wow. And then... Um, it was shout out to my friend called Loretta. She went to my same uh, high school with my cousin Kaya. So she she DM'd me on Instagram. She said, "Ah, oh, um, you need to make a YouTube channel because I was traveling before, but I wasn't documenting that." Mm-hmm. And I was just ignoring. Her. I was like, "Oh, come on! I've left the UK for a reason." Blah blah blah. And she said, "No, literally, you need to start a YouTube channel because there is no person of color like you that comes from any city part of London mm-hmm. that's living in Australia and that's living in a farm." Mm-hmm. So I've done some research and then um, I typed black travel bloggers or Asian travel bloggers and most of them were like Americans. Right. Not a lot of them were like Eastern, like none of them were like Europeans or like British nationals. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, so when I was young, my nickname was Black Man, like when mm-hmm. I used to do certain stuff, like hang around with the wrong people. And then um, I just thought for marketing wise, I just added the traveler. Mm-hmm. And then literally the YouTube's journey started last year, January 2020. Mm-hmm. And my first destination was uh, Vietnam. Wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So it's amazing because you basically started in the big year of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before <laughs> the pandemic, that's right. So, okay. So January you go to Vietnam. Yeah. Not knowing about coronavirus. No, no, Although no. it was lingering there already in China. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So... How did you find your first um, uh, trip yeah. and uh, the whole, also the side of thing of sharing it, interacting with people? How yeah. was the beginning of your journey? So basically the way it worked is, um, so I had this YouTube channel in 2015. I was I was traveling with my partner before, but I wasn't taking YouTube seriously. I had like a little GoPro, mm-hmm. whatever. And then my name was just, like my real name is Amir. So before mm-hmm. the channel was actually called Amir the Traveler, but I just change it to black man the traveler and then um so what happened is i went to vietnam with a mentality that i need to go to a country where no person of color has been to but let's just say countries that people don't really go to visit for a more realistic authentic backpacking way mm-hmm. and then um so i had I had a youtube channel but i had no video 
And the right. way, marketing-wise, the way I started to get subscribers is when I was in Australia for two years, I was working as a labourer in Sydney and as a waiter in the afternoon mm-hmm. uh, when I when I was in Sydney. And then when I was in the, in the farm, I was stopping random backpackers. Mm-hmm. When I was in Sydney, I was stopping random customers in my job. And I was saying, hey guys, I'm an up-and-coming travel blogger. I make raw travelling content. Do you want to subscribe to my channel? So marketing-wise, I got 1,000 subscribers with no video. Right. So that was a little, that was like a That's little technique. Clever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Very proud. Yeah, yeah. That was a little uh, technique that I had. And I said to my cousin, I'm going to do that. And he's like, what? I said, yeah, trust me, it's going to work. So it worked. <laughs> Amazing. So then I went to Vietnam last year with 1,000 subscribers, but I had no video. Mm-hmm. And people used to DM me. They were like, oh, but you've got no video. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start to unfollow you. So people were unfollowing me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, damn. So cool. I went to Vietnam. The first time I got there, I stayed with a with a family in a homestay because mm-hmm. the whole concept of my travel thing is to be more authentic and backpacking. So I stayed with a homestay and then um, I was documenting it. But then sadly, I caught coronavirus when I was there. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I caught... So early, so before yeah. we even knew the coronavirus. Yeah, oh, yeah, gosh. yeah. As soon as I got to Vietnam, literally within the first two days, I, I caught coronavirus. I was deeply sick. Oh, um, thank God that this host, he hosted other people. Uh, during that state and before and he literally this guy he looked after me he gave me soup he had his little wife he like his wife was there his kid was there and they were just like my my family abroad they're like, like they're looking after me they're very welcoming and then um so i was filming and then gradually i started to realize that this youtube thing can go far mm-hmm. so then i started to make raw authentic um travel content um i tried snake in vietnam I killed a snake, yeah, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, Lots yeah. of snakes, you, you, yeah. have a, you have a thing for snakes. Yeah, I think I've got a snake fetish. I, <laughs> I threw for danger, more yeah, like. Yeah. Um, I tried snake in Vietnam. The reason why I tried that because when I go to certain countries, I try to try local food delicacies that mm-hmm. come from those countries. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that I'm going to try to eat dog or cat, but I thought snake would probably be a bit more like wild and authentic. Mm-hmm. So I was in Vietnam, I tried snake and then, um, yeah, I just started to discover Vietnam in mm-hmm. a backpacking way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you, how did you find Vietnam? Because obviously it's a very, it's, it's quite a popular uh, touristic destination, yeah. but it's also a country that has a lot of human rights issues. Yeah, it and, does. Yeah. So how did you find like from, because obviously the way you travel, it's not yeah. like usual, I don't know, uh, stay in a like four or five star hot, uh, hotel and yeah. and just you know isolate yourself completely from the the actual uh, you know real life in the country yeah. uh, you do experience like the real life so how did you find it from like a closer perspective because like when i went to vietnam i loved uh, the north because i flew from sydney straight to hanoi so i was in the north of vietnam mm-hmm. and then the plan was so my partner came as well but she was with her sister so the plan was is that all three of us we we start filming, but when I'm with my partner and a sister, things don't always turn out your way. So we separated and then I thought, okay, I'm going to do it more authentic way. I found Vietnam very, the North was not as Western compared to the South, like mm-hmm. in like in Ho Chi Minh. Mm-hmm. So the more North you are, the more, um, the more culture you can see, the more authentic it is, you know, the more raw it is. Mm-hmm. I found Vietnamese people, they were, they were, they were very interesting because as soon as I landed in Vietnam, people were like, picture, picture, picture. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't understand. You Celebrity know? overnight, yeah, right? I couldn't understand. But then, I, but then, once I was talking to the local people, it's because they don't really see, let's say, people of color in certain parts of their country. Mm. And then um, I was started to. Then I was communicating with my homestay. Vietnamese people are very welcoming. I think. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. from my perspective. Um, it's a country that has a lot of culture, but it does have its bad side, you know, like it's, you know, it's um, humanity rights and all these other things that they're facing. Mm-hmm. But it, it was, it was an experience. Mm-hmm. Vietnam. Yeah. Okay. So uh, now, obviously, after the trip from uh, to Vietnam, yeah, yeah, you come back to London. No, no, no. After Vietnam, I went to Thailand. Okay. Yeah, and from Thailand, I went to Myanmar to Burma. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, okay. So when did you come back to London? Because I, I'm thinking like, well, around March last year, we yeah. went into lockdown. Yeah. No, no. Last year, March, I was stuck in Argentina. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in. I was literally. I was stuck in Argentina from from end of February, beginning of March, until last year May. So I came back to the UK last year May. Last yeah. year May. After three years, yeah. Wow. So have you have you traveled traveled since? Yeah, yeah. Last year, um, I traveled with my cousin that's managing me. So we went to. So what, since I came back to um, to London in May, I said to my cousin, right, I can't, I can't stay in London. I need to continue to film. So I said to him, right. I want to pick a country in Scandinavia. He's like, bro, it's it's too cold. I said, let's go Sweden. He said, what are we going to do in Sweden? I said, bro, let's just go Sweden. So literally, I made up my mind. I'm very, I'm weird, I'm stubborn. I paid my flat. I said, bro, and then literally in two days, my cousin paid. Yeah. And then like, we went to Sweden. That was the first holiday um, when I came back. Sweden was very, it was very interesting, mm-hmm. you know, to see how people live in that part of Europe. And we were there for four days, right? Yeah, imagine. Um, we're, whilst we're out in Sweden, um, yeah. the pandemic's already taken a hold in the UK, yeah. and um, they've now introduced social distancing and wearing masks and ha- hand sanitations in public places. In Sweden, it was as if there wasn't a lockdown. Mm. It was as if there there was a herd immunity. There wasn't people. People weren't wearing any masks. People weren't socially distancing. Um, entertainment venues were open. Socializing venues were open. Hospitality was open. It was as if there there wasn't even a pandemic going on globally because yeah. we're watching the local news and it wasn't coming up they were still celebrating their celebrations and people were still partying the and clubs were open yeah, yeah we wow. even went to a bar or two in a club and we were like wow we were shocked we were like wow in London right now is 23 hour lockdown in regards mm. to you can only go out for an hour shopping or an hour worth of exercise and um, you're, you're only allowed to be with your immediate family or people you live with within this specific address mm. but in Sweden it was, it was an open economy and we were just shocked we were like wow um, and then I, I've got family out in Sweden and I had to speak to my cousin and I asked him so um, what's the situation in regards to the lockdown in Sweden he said right at the moment there isn't a lockdown but if you are ill or you have symptoms of coronavirus they would recommend you isolate and um, spend 14 days at home and just rest and recuperate but in regards to them having social distancing wearing masks there wasn't really a plan or it wasn't really implemented in Stockholm when we were out there so we were we were quite shocked mm. Wow. It was definitely it was definitely worth to go there and yeah. we um we filmed and Sweden was one of the countries that I'll definitely go back. It's yeah. expensive. Yeah. 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 We, we never knew. Yeah, yeah, we didn't realise how expensive it would be. <laughs> yeah, we never yeah. to the crowd. But wow. we, we kept it as raw, so my cousin's never stayed in a hostel before. Right. And I was like, Well, we're gonna stay in a hostel. He said, No, like I wanna stay. I said, Listen, I'm black man the traveller. <laughs> the whole theme is as raw as it is so we yeah. stayed in a hostel it was his first experience it was amazing and then after Sweden uh, we came back because mm-hmm. then the pandemic started to pick up and then after Sweden I went to Poland okay and then I went to Poland for literally uh, for three days for, for for the weekend from Friday I came back on uh, came back on Monday and Poland was very interesting yeah so yeah. 
Um, which part of Poland have you visited? Yeah, so I was first I flew from uh, from London to Warsaw. Mm -hmm. I was in Warsaw for two days, and then I went to Krakow. Yeah, I yeah. preferred Ooh. Krakow more than Warsaw. Usually, people say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah usually. Krakow, Krakow was more um, they were more welcoming. It had a very young vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really love like the infrastructure as well. Like yeah. With the castles and all this type. It was very. Yeah, it's quite a historical 100%. place. Yeah, yeah. But Poland. Yeah. I would definitely go back to Poland. Uh, the reason why I chose Poland, I think. Eastern Europe or Central Europe, I don't know how people want to describe it, is a very underrated part of the world. Mm. Not a lot of people go to that part of, um, you know, of, of Europe. So I thought, let me go there and to see how the Polish people will treat someone that's not, um, that's not a Polish person. Mm -hmm. And overall, uh, Poland was actually interesting. They were mm -hmm. welcoming. Yes, I did have some negative things, but then that's not going to represent the whole country. Yeah. Every country's got its bad elements and, and good elements. Yeah. But Poland was very, it was a very um, eye-opener place. Yeah, uh, that's, that, you know, uh, that's 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 great that you say that. Um, obviously, I am Polish and yeah. definitely... Cześć, you know, cześć. Cześć. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's um, like my observation is um, I personally lived in uh, three countries. So okay. um, I, I know the feeling of like sometimes, I don't know, feeling a little bit different yeah. um, uh, or out of place. And I, I think like, especially as a migrant, you feel better in places where you have many other migrants. 100%. It's just, you, you feel like you're, you are no different. We yeah. are all like people of the world living in, in just one place and yeah. we can, you know, co collaborate, interact. Um, when you go to places which are quite, um, which have, been isolated for many years and you have just people who most people are born there or like uh, you know they are just just coming from the same background mm. it's really hard to navigate through a society like that because you no matter where you go you just have that sense of being different mm. Uh, and yeah, obviously, Eastern Europe, Poland, uh, there are countries that they don't have um, a lot of foreigners. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's an interesting like uh, it's interesting for me to to hear that you you know you still found the place uh, welcoming. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll uh, definitely go back. Yeah, that's. I'll definitely go back, especially Eastern Europe. I want to do Lithuania, Estonia, Russia, if I have yeah. the chance, because I think some of these countries are underrated, and I want to show people how you know, people can travel in a raw backpacking way. So how do you choose the countries that you traveled? So basically the way it works is um, I look at countries that are, that are um, underrated. Mm -hmm. So after, after Poland, I came back to the UK last year and then I chose to go to Turkey. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought, I've been to Turkey before, but I was only there for like three or four days. Mm -hmm. So this time when I went to Turkey, um, I'm going to do it in a very authentic backpacking way. Mm. So the original plan was to go from Istanbul all the way to Syria. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was the original plan. It didn't work out because my phone got stolen in the hostel, unfortunately. Oh. Thank God that my cousin helped me out. I got <laughs> I got stuck in, in Turkey. I was stranded. And the only way to negotiate was through Instagram on my laptop. And he actually <laughs> paid for my flight to leave Turkey. Thank God he helped me out. But uh, the plan was to go from Istanbul to Syria. The reason why is to actually document the journey from uh, West Turkey to East Turkey, all the way mm -hmm. to the Syrian to the, to the Syrian border, southwest border, and um, I wanted to go to the Syrian border to film the Syrian refugees, mm -hmm. to show people that um, that people are still suffering, but to show people a very raw backpacking way. When mm -hmm. you watch travel content, a lot of travel bloggers couldn't care less about refugee camp. A yeah, lot of travel bloggers like. couldn't care less about maybe a war zone, mm -hmm. like. 
if when I went to Poland, I might just film the Polish capital, the food, the castles, the materialistic stuff. Mm -hmm. If you was a travel blogger and you used to come to London, you're going to film Big Ben, London Eye, Buckingham Palace, you know, Trafalgar yeah. Square. I don't care about that stuff. So when you watch Batman the Traveller, it's more authentic backpacking way and to show people how to travel in a different way and also to to network with people mm -hmm. so when, when i was in poland um i'd done some hitchhiking uh -huh. i jumped in random people's cars um it was it was a good experience they were the most humblest people that i met within mm. like, the countries that i've been to i went to random villages um I, um I went to random people's houses i stayed in hostels i've done night buses it was the most authentic um, thing that I've ever done and I've put that on social media so Poland no, so 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 Turkey was a very um, it was a very eye-opener place mm -hmm. um, to go to and I choose countries that are, that are underrated and that people wouldn't even think to go to so mm -hmm. those are the so that's what that's what happens when I when I when I pick countries I pick countries that people wouldn't actually really go to or mm -hmm. people wouldn't really do certain backpacking stuff yeah wow yeah. fantastic fantastic very like yeah you definitely uh, deliver content that there is a niche yeah, um yeah. and and need for it like yeah. yeah fantastic so what are your plans for uh kaya blackman what are you what are you planning to do now because yeah. obviously well the pandemic situation is getting better in uh the uk yeah. but i don't know like the latest news from india yeah. or like other countries in the world are actually like uh, sweden itself yeah. uh used to be like a corona free country almost and now they have quite Cases. a serious po problem yeah, yeah with yeah. coronavirus so what how are you planning to navigate the pandemic situation with your travel plans so basically we started a podcast yeah and you can just break it down. Yeah, so um, in a sense, we've started a podcast in regards to Black Man the Traveller. So the concept of the podcast is people with creative ideas, people that have beaten the trials and tribulations of life. And we we want to get them onto one platform. We've actually got them onto one platform. So we've had people from various different backgrounds. So we've had a chef who then become an international traveller and then set up her own restaurant. Um, we've had um, a friend of mine, uh, Big Up Halley, um, uh, Just How. So um, she virtually, working class background such as herself, become a financial banker. And um, she's come on the show and she's basically broken down how, how she ascertained her position within the financial industry and how uh, the major setbacks she, she received and how it, she's overcome it. Um, we've also had a, a good friend of ours, uh, Raids, uh, Raid Solo, pick him up also he's a up-and-coming east end rapper and um he he's basically broken down his trials and tribulations and his uh, aspect on the industry in regards to music so we've had various different arts artists and various different individuals different walks of life and we just want to pioneer um these people and provide them a platform to say right listen look we're, we're from the east end or we're from working class backgrounds and we've we've changed the narrative so we just want to have different people on the podcast mm -hmm. um and also we're also looking to we've in a sense tried to set up a charity so we want mm -hmm. to give back to the community within mm -hmm. Newham so um ourselves being born and bred in Newham and living 27 years in Newham we've seen that we wouldn't say there's lack of opportunity but we'd see the resources aren't being put in the right areas or they're not coming to to the ground if that makes sense so right. they may be given to the members of parliament or people within the council and it's not trickling down to the people in the streets and the kids that really need the support so we we actually want to take 10 working class 18 to 25 year olds who are not in education or work to barcelona by september 22 
2022. And we want to take them out there for three nights in order for them to open their horizons and say, wow, listen, look, there is more to, to life than the East End or London or Newham in general. We, we want to we, we want them to envision and believe more and in a sense, ascertain more for themselves to better themselves as individual. Wow. So that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, so that's a... Yeah, man, that's a project that we're working on and my cousin, shout him out, he's managing me. He came up with the concept, so we've actually got um, a Patron, a GoFundMe page. Hopefully, like, the plan was to be three nights in Barcelona, but maybe longer, so we want to get 10 vulnerable kids. Mm. And within this pandemic, I think it's um, it's opened up our eyes. And yeah, we actually, to the inequalities yeah, of what we're witnessing in London. It's mm. crazy. Because mm. being born and bred in London... Um, London, there's, there's been poverty in London, don't mm. get me wrong. We didn't grow, we had the have-nots, we didn't have the haves. So at the end of the day, we had to make do. But what we're witnessing now, we haven't seen so many homeless people in Stratford or we mm. haven't seen mm. so many people that are on hard substances prior to the pandemic. And, we're, and people are actually struggling and uh, we, we, we were quite shocked and we were taken aback as people from that community that we're seeing people that we know struggling for the day-to-day -day living. We, we just want change in regards to that. And we, we want to highlight this as well. For such a fantastic initiative. Like, honestly, yeah. like, hats off for, for all you guys do. Thank uh, you. Thank it's you. like, honestly, the world needs people like you. 100%. Um, so can you take me back to to your childhood and, yeah. and uh, your growing up? Yeah. Uh, how would you describe it? How was it like? <laughs> how would I describe? I would say it was, um, it was fun. It was um, growing up in Newham. I would say it was it was fun to a certain age until when you turn maybe thirteen, fourteen, and then that's when you that's when crime started to kick in, especially mm. in London, especially with um, knife crime. Yeah. Mm. Early two thousand fourteen or no two thousand nine, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah. So when crime started to kick in, obviously Proper. we yeah. we were exposed to certain stuff that we thought that would never be exposed yeah. to, mm. like you know drugs and you name it, knife crime and seeing people getting stabbed, even some of our close friends maybe getting stabbed yeah. in, in that high school. Yeah. So growing mm. up, I would say my childhood was was fun in terms of like we played around. My mum always took me back home to her country in Uganda, mm -hmm. like once or twice um, in every three years or whatever. So at least I can see my grandma and I can see how my cousins were raised. Mm -hmm. And I think my mum done that also to show me, look, this is where you originally come from. Yeah. So... She's like, she was kind of giving me messages that when you grow up, I want you to actually remember those times that you went back home mm. and that you can actually, you know, you could become a better person than who you are. Because right. even though I was born over here, um, I've never adjusted to the African culture. So when, every time I was going back home, my mum was sending me, I was like, okay, I'm seeing my family like living in the village, mm. you know, chickens running around, even my cousin, like when he yeah, went back home, back, yeah. like he's <laughs> seen certain stuff and then that kind of motivated us a bit more. Mm -hmm. So then once I'm doing the YouTube, but then I'm blogging, that's also motivating me, you know, mm -hmm. to keep going. Because if I didn't face certain situations in my life, if I didn't realize that, wow, there's a there's a niche that a lot of people are not fulfilling. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'll be doing right now, to be honest with you. Yeah. And if it wasn't from the guidance of my cousin and from my partner that didn't motivate me mm -hmm. and watching all these influences and watching how they struggled and how they continue their journey, mm -hmm. I don't think I'll be the same person. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I would say like my background was, it was 50-50. It was mm. Yeah, it was 50-50. And uh, so how 
How did your partner motivate you to start a new journey? So the way she motivated me is um, it was first moving to Australia. Mm-hmm. So because she's in Argentina and then um, she said, look, we got three countries that we need to go to. So we need to pick because those are the countries that accept people to do working visas. So it was Australia, mm-hmm. Canada, New Zealand, and we mm-hmm. chose Australia. So within there, she was like motivating me. She said to me, look, you got to change your lifestyle because I used to hang around with negative people. Mm-hmm. And I used to do some silly stuff. When you're young, you're vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. No matter where you come from, when you're young, you're always going to be vulnerable yeah. and naive. Easily because manipulated. Yeah, yeah, easily manipulated because you know your your baby, your brain is not is not working properly. Yeah. Until you come to a certain age, then your brain is you know start to become trigger. So she 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 like motivated me just through love, mm-hmm. through caring, and through guidance. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she plays a key role, you know, in like in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then also my cousin as well, because when I told him I'm going to Australia, he's like, you're going to the other side of the world. Like, what mm-hmm. are you going there for? Mm-hmm. And I said, bro, I need to I need to change my life. And then he couldn't understand. He's like, yeah. he's like bro, I'm like, stuck in a bubble yeah, he's, like, he's, yeah. he's like, mate, like you're going to another country. And then when I explained to him, oh, I'm, I'm picking watermelons. I've killed brown snakes. I've seen, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen kangaroos. I'm with the mm-hmm. Aboriginals. He's like, what? Like, he, he couldn't understand. Mm-hmm. But then he he's like, bro, keep doing what you're doing. And then when I told him I want to start a YouTube channel, then he saw the vision. I said, I need, I need someone to manage me, and mm-hmm. I need someone that's close to me. He said, Look, I'm gonna, I'm yeah, gonna jump on. Fantastic. So, yeah. so this is what, how you build what you, what you have now, and yeah, yeah. The, what, what is growing. That's that's amazing. And um, how easy yeah. or difficult it yeah. is to make such a life change coming from the background that you guys come from. In regards to change, um, it's all in the mindset, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. There isn't any limitation. We're not a tree. We can decide today that I want to move and I want to find a new location. So when my cousin messaged me back in December 2017 and he said, right, I'm looking to move to Australia, I said, at first I was a bit apprehensive. I'm like, wow, that's like 23-hour flight. Are you sure you want to do that? He says, I need you to better my life. I said, you know what? There isn't much going on here and... I wouldn't say the opportunities are limited, but I'd say the resources aren't coming towards where we are. So if you can broaden your horizons and open your mind to a new perspective, go for it. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to head out there. And I said, yeah, enjoy it, just be safe. And then he would message me, he'd message me in a blue moon. So he'd message me like twice a week and he would send me pictures and videos. Oh yeah, I'm working on this farm or I'm picking apples today. Or I've just seen a kangaroo, look, look, look. Or he'd be like, yeah, I'm in the great outback at the moment or Bondi beach, I'm by the beach. I've just finished work. I'm I'm about to take up surfing. I'm like, mate, you can't even swim. You're going to take up surfing. He's like, I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no. In regards to change now, hats off to him he, he, and his missus as well. His missus has been the pioneer of his change because I've I've seen how he was prior to meeting his missus and how, how he is um, with his missus and being with her and how he, he's grown and developed as a man and how, how his perspective is now bigger than what it was five, six years ago when we were growing up and how yeah, he's virtually developed into his own man and he's, he takes accountability and mm. he's a very independent individual. So big himself up for that. I'm going to say something. Um, I would say, a lot of people say, what is Black Men the Traveller? What does Black Men the Traveller do? Mm-hmm. Black Men the Traveller is just a normal person. Mm-hmm. Ignore, like, just Black Men the Traveller is just a guy that came from a deprived area. Mm-hmm. He was going through trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. He was facing certain certain things in his life. And then he, he skipped there for a couple of times, which is true. A lot of people know that. He managed to... He he met his partner at the right time of his life. 
Mm-hmm. And then he moved to another country where he thought he would never go. Mm-hmm. Within the two years, he started to discover himself as a person. And then he discovered his 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 love for traveling. Mm-hmm. He discovered that there's a there's a niche, there's a market that certain people are not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And he stuck to his goal. My aim, actually our aim is to be um is to be the first people of colour mm-hmm. from inner city London to represent people from all walks of life mm-hmm. to actually achieve their goals, whether it's the most important thing is is uh, through traveling because mm-hmm. we make raw traveling content. Also, we have a podcast for young entrepreneurs such as yourself mm-hmm. that will jump on the platform and that you speak about your childhood tribulations and how you made it and mm-hmm. what motivation speaks uh, words that you can give to other people. So the whole concept of Black Mother Traveller is a person that travels to certain countries and to show people countries in a different um, in a different way, mm-hmm. but in a very more authentic way. So I will do stuff like hitchhiking, I'll visit slums, I'll go to villages and I want to show people, look, you can do it like this as well. Also, we do have a e-commerce as well. We've got a clothing line. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's called Black Man the Traveller, funny enough. But mm-hmm. if you just ignore the word black man and you think about the word traveller, so when you wear our shirts, it represents mm-hmm. your life in different aspects. Right now, you're travelling to get to your destination. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a nine to five, whether 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 you're a, a musician, whether you're a bus driver and you're trying to achieve your goals, so when you wear our clothing line, you're representing your your journey, but in different aspects. So that's the whole concept as well, Black Men and Traveller. Amazing. Yeah, Such yeah, a fantastic, you know, vision. Like yeah, how, yeah. how much time did you spend working out the, well, I, I almost don't like using the word brand here yeah, yeah. because it's something more to just a brand. It's yeah. like, it's it's uh, it's you, it's, yeah. it's you both yeah. uh, and a, a beautiful vision uh, that a lot of people can relate to yeah. uh, that is inspiring and yeah. uh, does something amazing for the community 100%. Uh, so like but how long okay commercially speaking it's yeah. a brand yeah. so how long did it take you to come up with this concept how long Ooh, so within I, I would say the clothing line i came up with it literally last year yeah last year september yeah, October. so I, I i watch a lot of um interviews from influencers like Jay-Z and and, and especially Nipsey Hussle is a is a rapper from 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 um, LA and I see how these um these influencers how they have similar lifestyles that we used to have back in the day from when we were yeah. young and I see how Jay-Z implemented you know his um, he had his rock nation and he had his um, he was going through he was going through he was going through um childhood tribulations that he was facing mm-hmm. and how he used his career to market other things but under his niche and under his brand so I thought okay let me start a clothing line but this clothing line needs to have a meaning because mm-hmm. some people just start a clothing line and it's, it's, it's going to be called blah 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 blah. but there's no backbone to it mm-hmm. so our clothing line has a backbone it has a meaning and it has a message yeah. and it's not it's it's not um, targeting white people black people Asian. it's targeting everybody in all mm-hmm. aspects of life from different backgrounds so um, I started this clothing line last year September Black Man the Traveller literally started, I would say it was born last year, January, when I started my first video in Vietnam. Mm. So it's been a one year anniversary and um, we've got something that we're trying to work on. Um, I'm trying to go to India end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go to India end of the year. So I've been planning this trip for the last one year, but because of the pandemic and whatever. So the plan is to go to India for four or five months and to show people the the raw, authentic side of India. 
um, I will be staying with an African tribe that reside in, in India and in Pakistan. Wow. Yeah, that I just discovered about a couple of months ago called the Sahidis. So mm. I will be staying with them for a couple of nights and I'll be documenting how they live. Um, mm. I don't know if you've seen Slumdog Millionaire. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I will be going to that slum as well in wow. India. And my plan is to stay there for two nights, to actually sleep there for two nights with a tour guide that's you know um i'm trying to get my cousin to come with me but i don't know he's not he's not really about I'm still quite apprehensive yeah. about staying in the largest slum in the southeast asia yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he doesn't want to stay like in the slum in southeast asia but the plan is to go to uh to india for a couple of months document my stay in the slum uh to go to pakistan and bangladesh as well mm-hmm. the reason why i chose those three countries because i think they're underrated the media portrays Pakistan in a very negative way. Mm, yeah. I've met a lot of people that have travelled to Pakistan and they are the most hospitable people yeah. that I've met in my life. Yeah. Great food out there as yeah. well. The food markets, street yeah, food, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah. really yeah. nice. So that's the plan, end of the year, to actually do India, Pakistan and Bangladesh and hopefully to make the most authentic um, travel content that the UK has ever seen. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see thank it. You, like you. so guys, you uh, you have such a huge vision and thank and you. what you're doing is is, is fantastic. Thank so you. where people can find you to to follow you to watch your content. So you can find me so my YouTube channel is Blackman and then um, that's one word and in space DA the traveler. My Instagram is Blackman underscore the traveler. And you can find me on Instagram at King Kaya, that's K I N G underscore K A Y A A. That's at, at King Kaya. Amazing. Can I can I say can I just say one thing? I of think course. um I think for for everybody to grow, um I think we have to network is the yes. most important thing, you know, because I think a lot of people when they think about um, marketing wise, there's a lot of um as we as we were talking behind cameras, a lot of people have too many egos. Yes. I think people need to put their egos aside and I think they just need to network and actually grow together. I think yeah. that's one of the most important things in whatever you're doing in life. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because, like, uh, yeah, I totally agree. Agree with uh, with that. Because um, if we don't interact and grow together, mm. uh, that is unproductive for everybody. Because yeah. if I don't want to help you, you won't help me. Yeah. We will both be stuck in the same place. But what if I? reach out to you you reach out to me yeah. and we grow together and we support so there is a growth on both sides yeah that's true that makes sense right so yeah. why to be stuck in like our small uh i don't know envious worlds yeah. and just look at others and just be jealous of what they're doing i think it's the best way to to grow for ourselves and for others is to just yeah as you said network interact 100%. open ourselves up and just just support because i do believe like if you if you give something to the world the yeah. world gives back that's right uh and yeah it, it, it's also the same for negative things if you True. just yeah. you know uh give negativity you will yeah. get negativity back so yeah. yeah what made you want to start this platform as well like, what made you want to like network and actually do your own thing uh i wanted to share inspiring stories with others because um at like the hardest and lowest moments of my life i got inspired by uh people who um overcame difficulties in their lives and yeah. and uh, managed to do something productive and positive with it um so uh, yeah th- stories like that gave me gave me strength yeah. and i thought um i would like to see more of content like that and i thought there is not enough 
and I would be more than happy. I'm so happy to network with people like you, Thank and you, you are also like sharing that, that positivity, Thank and you. you want to inspire a positive change. And I don't see that that you have a podcast, and you have a blog that uh, we can't interact because I have my own podcast. It's yeah. completely opposite. We are moving in the same direction, and that's, that's right. fantastic. Uh, so the what, what pushed me to to uh, come up with the concept for the podcast was exactly that: not enough positive, uh, inspiring content. Uh, and um and probably if you like selfishly i get like just happy and fulfilled with that just mm. doing it it makes me happy so and if i can make people other people happy yeah. by <laughs> making myself happy that's probably the best way to be isn't it I, I wish you a lot of success likewise, uh, likewise. keep pushing ella yeah i wish <laughs> you a lot of success because actually when i shouted at you and you actually replied i was actually humbled because um when you when you contact a lot of people on social media, a lot of people, like we said, have too many egos. Mm. But the fact that you actually replied and you've actually made it happen, I appreciate it, and I wish you a lot of success. Because there's a lot of people though they'll look at your they'll look at other people's platforms, and then the first thing they see is competition. Yeah, and it's sad. People need to put their egos aside and just grow together. It's the only way for us to element, you know. I agree so. with that hundred percent. And thank you so much for reaching out. I That's probably should be more proactive. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, the yeah, only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see, but I by by uh, like us interacting, I could learn something from you as yeah, well. So you yeah. see that th this is how we grow. And that's the beauty of us. Like, this is the first time we've actually met each other. Well, yeah. apart from me and my cousin, but all of us met each other. Yeah. And we really have that connection. Yeah. Definitely. You know, we like we're really networking and we're growing. And I think Love that's it. what everyone has to do. Like. Of course, people have ups and downs and nothing nothing is always going to be beautiful, but you have to take risks. And that's also Black Men The Traveller. Like, we take risks, come out of your comfort zone. There's a lot of people that live in a bubble. Yeah. And I'm actually grateful that I've actually travelled and I've been to certain countries and I've seen how certain people live and I brought that mentality back to London. And I said to my cousin, we have to take this thing seriously because we don't know where this can... Where, where this is going to end up in the next one or two years. Yeah. yeah. The power so, of the internet is, you yeah. can't put a value on the internet now because it's so unregulated. People have become virally successful within the mm. space of six months. They've changed their whole life due to maybe a con the content that they've been provided, which is quite relevant yeah. for the time. Or they may have just had a viral moment where they've just done something like crazy to a point that people are like, wow, I can't believe that person's actually done that. But mm. then they'll be then remembered for that. And they've then changed their life because of that viral moment. So the power of the internet, yeah, the, f the future is on the internet. That's yeah. what I would say. The yeah. future is in the internet. 100%, 100%. But yeah, the, the important thing is to remember that we are, yeah, not chasing numbers, that no. the, yeah. the, we, we have a higher goal uh, and always that vision will take you farther. And even if you are at the stages that you are still growing your brand and growing your success, it's like even, uh, I don't know, one extra follower, not a thousand new followers, but just one gives you satisfaction because maybe that you uh, inspire that one person. That's, it makes it worth what you're doing. Mm. Um, and yeah, uh, I've always tried to remember like the, the the higher goal uh but, but yeah the and internet i look at it like as you just said it's a platform yep. it's a it's a tool uh that we use to express uh, an important ma message that yeah is something that yeah i think we are we were meant to do <laughs> definitely we are black men the traveler just want to provide value to the audience to people that are viewing our content and 
purchasing our merch just we just want to provide value uh, mm-hmm. incredible value so people can then go back and say right i was educated or i was intrigued or it was thought provoking or that that little bright spark has happened due to maybe watching an interview or watching uh, us travel around the world and they're right right our black miller traveler has been there with king kaya okay I, I want to go down to cappadocia or istanbul or down to stockholm because they've seen us as pioneers and they've been intrigued and they're they're just curious and want to see if if the hype is actually worth going to so yeah, we we at Blackman the Traveller just want to continually provide people with value. Fantastic, and yeah, thank you so much for for coming today, thank and you. I wish you all the success because you deserve it. it. That's a content that literally should be seen and and shared with mm. others because it's positive, it's constructive, uh, and it's important. So yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing your new travels. Thank you. Hopefully, when this pandemic is all over. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's 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 we're we're getting there. It will yeah. still take some time but you also have the ways in, in yeah. a safe way to work around it so yeah right. i'm sure i'm sure you will make it work like you did so far yeah. so yeah fantastic thank you so much thank and you. best of luck uh, and yeah uh, looking forward to seeing more videos on youtube Big up ella and ashley rhythm life entertainment yeah. is next up <laughs> make sure you check them thank out thank you Rhythm life. Rhythm.